The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Breaking news. In the last hours, we learn the cause of death in the death of Insta-influencer Alexis Sharkey. Take a listen to our friends at KHOU. Her mom was adamant from the beginning, telling KHOU in December she believes her 26-year-old daughter was murdered. But I do know it was not an accident. And now we know the truth. The Harris County Medical Examiner officially ruling her cause of death as strangulation and the manner homicide. Friend Lauren Norling Martin, who met Sharky through Monet, the beauty product company they work for, says, I think this news we all kind of knew, but this just made it that much more real. I'm angry and sad all over again, but ready for justice to be served for our friend. This is what we know. The cause of death has been established as homicide. With me, an all-star panel to make sense of it. First of all, out of L.A., veteran trial lawyer, Troy Slayton. You can find him at Troy Slayton on Twitter. Dr. Jeff Gardier, renowned clinical psychologist, professor of behavioral medicine at Turo at drjeffgardier.com. He is the author of The Causes of Autism. With me, death investigator, professor of forensics, Jacksonville State University, author of Blood Beneath My Feet on Amazon, and star of a new hit series, Poisonous liaisons on the True Crime Network, Joseph Scott Morgan, but straight out to lead reporter with WDBO, Ray Caputo. Ray, it's been a long time coming. The cause of death for Alexis Sharkey, just 26 years old, found naked, thrown on the side of a Houston suburban road, a very obscure road, I might add. Tell me, when when did this come out, and what have we learned so far about the COD cause of death? Well, Nancy, it is labeled a homicide, but this has been a very, very mysterious type of story from the start that nobody knew how this woman died. But, yeah, right now, the cause of death is labeled a homicide. Well, we've got cause of death and manner of death. To you, Joe Scott Morgan, I understand asphyxiation has been mentioned. Explain the difference between cause of death and manner of death. Yeah, well, with cause of death, Nancy, that's the specific causal factor that brings about one's death. Manner of death, there's only five of those. That's literally the classification. Just imagine a gigantic umbrella 
made up of suicide, homicide, natural, accident, and undetermined. And the cause will fit beneath that umbrella. And in this case, we have a homicide. And underneath that, they've listed this cause of death as a strangulation. Now, you know, strangulation wait, wait, is part- wait. Let's just yeah. be clear. Uh, yeah. Detroit's Slayton criminal defense attorney, there's a big difference when you say COD cause of death and MOD manner of death. So the cause of death, as Joe Scott Morgan pointed out, is the actual physical, physiological cause of death. In this case, asphyxiation. Manner of death, for instance, um, uh, with children, babies, infants, there's positional asphyxiation where they fall asleep in their uh, car seat and their head tilts down, and because of their position, they asphyxiate. That would be more of an accident in many cases. In this case, it's homicide by asphyxiation. Explain from a legal sense what Joe Scott Morgan, what he just said means. It means that somebody put their hands on her neck and squeezed until she was dead. And so that means that there is a person that caused her death. This was not an accident, Nancy. And so whoever did this is at large. You know, I started to correct you, Troy Slayton, but you're absolutely correct. Because when you said somebody put their hands on her neck, that would indicate a manual strangulation. Very often you will see bruising, redness, marks on the neck with a manual... in the eyes. Yes. Uh, But when her body was found, there was no sign, no uh, visual sign of cause of death. So in my mind, that definitely ruled out ligature strangulation. With ligature strangulation, you have very deep bruising when a ligature like a rope or a, a pantyhose or something is used to strangle someone. With manual, you may even see bruising that looks like fingertips or scratching. But when you said asphyxiation, I think you're right, Troy Slayton. Just got Morgan with asphyxiation, such as smothering someone, there would not be any markings on the neck. Agree, disagree? Yes, I agree. So we hear asphyxiation. Do you believe, Joe Scott Morgan, manual, ligature, or suffocation? I think that this is probably going to wind up being a manual strangulation, Nancy. Uh, That's just my belief at this point in time. You would have to go some distance to have an individual uh, that was asphyxiated, say, for instance, with a pillow, which is something that's uh, you know, that's portrayed in movies and that sort of thing all the time. In, in my experience, uh, when you have someone who dies as a result of asphyxiation, most of the time it's going to be a very personal. Now, we can rule out, I think at this point, a ligature like a rope or a wire or something like that. Oh, man, but, Joe Scott, a ligature yeah. strangulation. I've had ligature strangulation cases where the neck is uh, three and a half, four inches in diameter after a a very violent ligature strangulation. The neck is actually, I I don't even know how that happens. It's strangled so tightly. It's the size of a little more than a grapefruit. Yeah, the diameter, yeah. 
You the see horrible yeah, markings on ligature strangulation. Yes, and for so many people that came in contact with her body, they're naked on the side of the road, which naked in itself suggests she didn't commit suicide or have an accident on the side of the road alone. But they they didn't mention anything about markings on her neck. No, they didn't. And, you know, one of the things you have to think about, Nancy, with with this particular case, we've got a vulnerable woman. Obviously, she's completely nude. I don't know what position she was in prior to death, okay? Like, uh, was she uh, taken out and, and kind of, uh, uh, you know, had her clothes removed, that sort of thing? She was very vulnerable. And we don't know physically how vulnerable she is. It doesn't require a tremendous amount of pressure on the neck with bare hands, for instance, to occlude the airway, to, to stop uh, breathing. And also the uptake of blood to the brain. You can't forget about that in a strangulation. It's not just the cutting off of the airway. It's also this fact that you're going into where the carotid vessels are that supply the oxygenated blood to the brain. And just the slightest bit of pressure for just two to three minutes can cause death. So you're not necessarily going to see anything externally. Where you might see injuries, though, would be on the backside of the hands of the perpetrator because you'll get claw marks, fingernail marks, that sort of thing many times. And it makes it even more difficult if the perp is coming up to the victim from behind. If the perp is in front of the victim, the victim can kick, uh, can knee somebody in the groin, can do all sorts of self-defense maneuvers. But if the perp is coming up from behind, there's going to be a lot less the victim can do, hence a lot less physical evidence left on the body. Straight out to Dr. Jeff Gardier, board-certified clinical psychologist, renowned psychologist, professor of behavioral medicine at Turo. Dr. Jeff, Joe Scott mentioned something that I find very, very important. I've referred to this type of a killing as akin to a stabbing, as in the Jody Arias case, to a sweetheart murder. Not that there's any love lost, but it's an intimate killing that gives me an idea of who may have done it. Explain why this is unlike a shooting at 30 paces, for instance. Well, uh, first of all, the fact uh, that she was found uh, nude uh, certainly talks about that there was a proximity between herself and who, uh, whomever the perpetrator may But a strangulation itself, you have to be close. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and therefore, uh, this may be most likely someone that she knew. Remember, this was an influencer, a woman who was extremely smart, but she was also exposed to many different people. And of course, we always look at Nancy through the years that you and I have been together. We look within the inner circle because that's where there is most likely some sort Absolutely. of a dynamic. Absolutely. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, we are talking about the breaking news as it relates to Insta influencer, 26-year-old Alexis Sharkey. Uh, Take a listen right now to our friend Stephen Romo, ABC 13 Houston. Alexis Sharkey disappeared right after Thanksgiving. A city worker then found her body near the Katy Freeway, but there were no visible wounds, making her cause of death a mystery. Uh, it was a city of Houston pu- uh, pu- public service. They were driving by and they, they saw the feet of the female in the bushes. At the time, police weren't even able to confirm whether she'd been murdered. It's living your worst nightmare ever. But from the time Lexi's body was found, friends and family, including her mom, Stacy Robinault, told us they believed Lexi was murdered. And today we learned they were right. I looked at her and I was like, she's petrified. This girl is scared for her life. The medical examiner determining she was strangled. If the medical examiner says strangled, they're being very exact in their wording. Straight back out to Ray Caputo, lead anchor WDBO. Ray, uh, it's not just simply asphyxiation, which could be any number of modes of killing, ligature, manual, suffocation, um, even lack of oxygen. Strangulation is a whole another animal. In all my years prosecuting and covering crimes, strangulation, you are looking your victim in the face, typically, as you strangle them. It is mortal combat. They had to find something on her neck, on her body, not just hemorrhaged uh, petechiae in the eyes where the blood vessels pop due to lack of oxygen. You have to look at that under a microscope to see it. That's done during autopsy. But there had to be something, some evidence regarding her neck, collarbone, or spine to tell them she was in fact strangled, not smothered, not deprived of oxygen, but strangled. What more do we know? Ray Caputo, lead news anchor, Orlando News, WDBO. Ray. Well, well, Nancy, we know that also the way the way her body was found. You know, not only was she strangled, she was thrown into bushes like a piece of garbage. And it wasn't until uh, a day later that someone actually found her. So who, whoever had done this to her, Nancy, not only strangled her, but, but clearly just, just discarded her like a piece of trash. And it's just a crime of hate. You know, it really is to leave her discarded in that manner, like trash on the side of the road, completely naked, to be found that way. As a matter of fact, how did the whole thing start? Take a listen to our friends at KHOU-TV 11. 
Houston police are investigating the death of a woman whose nude body was found on the side of the road. Police say a public works employee discovered the body off Red Hall Lane near I-10 at about 8 o'clock this morning. They say she had no visible injuries. The medical examiner will determine the cause of death and ID. The victim is described as a white woman in her early 20s. If you know anything about this, you're asked to please call HPD Homicide or Crime Stoppers. Right there. We believe that she was dumped there. It's not as if she were hitchhiking, got picked up, and immediately murdered. Dumped. Dumped. Alexis Sharkey's autopsy shows the 26-year-old had been strangled dead, her body dumped on the side of a Texas road. Ray Caputo, tell me about the area where she was dumped. Well, this was an area of Houston. It was, um, I believe it wasn't terribly far from where she's at, Nancy. I don't have that, that... Exactly. You're, well, you're right about not being far from her apartment, not being far from her apartment at all. Let me stop you right there. And that is significant. Troy Slayton, criminal defense attorney, joining me out of L.A., veteran trial lawyer. I know you may disagree with me on my comparison, but I know you recall Robert Blake, uh, the famous actor, and his wife, Bonnie Lee Bakley was shot dead sitting in his car, Blake's car. They had been out to an Italian dinner. For some reason, that night, as opposed to all other nights, he went, instead of parking in the open parking spot right by the door in the front, parked in the back in an alley. He walked her to the car and, according to him, came back in because he forgot his gun. Then he says when he goes back to the car... She's dead. Found in a dumpster, I think about a block away, was the murder weapon. What does that tell me? That tells me the person that killed Bonnie Lee Bakley could not leave the area. They had to dispose of the gun right there on top of where the murder was committed. Here, go with me, Troy Slayton, we find her body a stone's throw from her apartment. Now, let me just say, any according to the husband, 49-year-old Tom Sharkey, she left the apartment. He told her not to drive, having been drinking, and he did not see her again. She left anyway. She went out into the parking lot. Was she going for her car? Was she attacked in the parking lot? I know this. Troy Slayton, her body was found not too far from their apartment. What does that tell you? It means that it was either somebody that knew her or somebody that was stalking her. Uh, She was an Instagram influencer. She had tens of thousands of followers. She was a beautiful young girl. So she had people that would potentially be interested in her that could be from all over the world, but it's not very hard in the age of the internet to find out where somebody lives. Well, it tells me, I mean, yeah, someone could have seen her online. That's absolutely a possibility. Beautiful, stunning, thousands of followers. But it tells me that whoever that someone was did their evil business and disposed of the body right there. They didn't take her far away. They didn't hold her hostage in some underground bunker. They killed her right there. 
How did she get naked? Where are her clothes? If she were raped right there on the scene, where are her clothes? I mean, what? She was confiding in her friends that she was terrified, that she was terrified for her life. She knew that she was in danger. And for her to go out uh, alone is is just is is frightening uh, unless she was going out to see somebody maybe that she knew. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Breaking news in the case of Insta-influencer Alexis Sharkey, the 26-year-old beauty that had Instagram fame. Her body found thrown on the side of an obscure Houston area road. Take a listen to our friend Steve Campion, KTRK TV 13 Houston. I have no question in the core of my being that there, um, I just, I mean, there's someone out there that knows what happened. Alexis's mother, Stacy Robinow, spoke with me about the devastating loss, saying at the center of her being, she believes her daughter was murdered. I just, I think they're still trying to piece that together. It, it's, it just feels so disjointed. And, and the way she was found, just, I, I can't, I can't wrap my brain around what happened. And so, no, I don't have any... I don't have any good information at all, which is which is very painful. Guys, you are hearing her mother. Now take a listen to Steve Campion at KTRK TV 13, our cut two. We know homicide detectives, they're looking at surveillance video of cars going up and down this road near I-10. They're trying to figure out how a body ended up in this brush. Now, it was Saturday morning when a garbage truck driver, he noticed feet coming up from the bushes. He called this into 911. For those of you just joining us, thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. In the last hours, we learned the COD, cause of death, an Insta-influencer, Alexis Sharkey's, now we know, murder. 
homicide. Straight back out to Joe Scott Morgan. The location where her body was discarded tells me a lot. The fact that she was naked and her clothes were not there on the scene, completely naked, also tells me a lot. Jump in. Yeah, you know, I was thinking just a second ago, you and Ray have both used the word several times, thrown. I'd agree with that. Let me throw in another uh, adjective here. I'm going to say frenzied, and this is why. Uh, in in cases where we have bodies that are found kind of uh, sequestered or hidden away, that takes time, Nancy. Whoever did this, remember what they said about the garbage workers. Uh, you know, when they were observing this body initially, they noted that they could literally see feet, feet from the roadway. It's not like they had to go looking for them. This gives me an indication that the individual that did this wanted to get as much distance between them and the body in as short a period of time as possible. This almost sounds like this young woman could have been in the trunk. She could have even have been in the front seat. It would have just required the individual to have opened the door to the car or open the trunk and push her out or drag her out and just drop her there. Hey, listen, Nancy, Houston's a big place. There's even swamps around Houston. Um, there's wooded areas around Houston. But in this particular case, they chose to go just to the side of the roadway and pull her body out and deposit it there so that just it could be you or I or any of our listeners just driving down the road and they're literally going to see a body with the feet sticking out. That's how little care was taken in this particular case. You took the word out of my mouth, Joe Scott Morgan. I was about to say carelessly thrown. Um, But the fact that she was thrown, that she was discarded, at another scene, this would be at least a secondary or tertiary crime scene. I don't believe the murder happened there because her clothes are not there. My point is, yes, she was carelessly discarded on the side of the road completely naked, but she was discarded. Typically in a stranger-to-stranger attack, the attack goes down and the perp runs. They don't take time to move the body from one place to another and, and throw it out in high bushes. That doesn't happen. They flee the scene immediately. To Ray Caputo, lead anchor WDBO, Ray, do we know if a rape kit was performed? Um, I don't I. I don't know for sure, Nancy, but I have not heard anything about her being raped, and I think that um, something like that we would have heard about before. But I don't know. Right now, it's just, it seems like yeah. we would have. but Nancy, I can, I can almost positively guarantee you, based upon what I know about the ME in Houston, this is standard protocol. They would have done a rape kit on her. They would have done hair sampling on her. They're waiting for this to come back. I can almost promise you this. That's what they're looking for further to further this investigation relative to her they're waiting on what the rape kit they're going to be waiting on the rape kit remember Eh. there's problems there's problems all across the country let let me ask you a couple of questions just brief uh, cross-exam questions number one would they necessarily have released the result from the rape kit joe scott no okay so she may have been raped and we don't know about it yet and number two I believe we've been waiting all this time for the COD and MOD because of toxicology issues. In other words, did she OD? That, in my mind, was what we were waiting on. From my experience, correct me if you have a different experience, but from all the cases I've ever tried and investigated, you get a rape kit case back 
pretty quickly. Toxicology takes a lot longer. With a rape case, you do a vaginal, anal swab. You swab the pubic area. You swab other the, the oral cavity, other areas of the body. You can look under a microscope at the slob. You take the Q-tip, you rub it on a, a, a piece of glass, you put it under a microscope, and you see or don't see semen. That yeah, but what else, what else are they? Yeah, they, you're absolutely right. And that's very easy to do. The spermatozoa can actually be visualized very easily. However, I have to say this, Nancy, they're taking this a step. What they're doing, if they have mm-hmm. if they have a seminal sample on, on this individual, they're going to be digging deep. They're going to be looking for a DNA match on this. So I a DNA match, that yes. Is going to, that is going to take a little bit longer. But and still, also, yes, I agree with you. To get a DNA match on a potential perp, that does take longer. But the rape kit itself to determine whether she had been raped, we would have known that in three days. As a matter of fact, isn't it true, Joseph Scott Morgan, that once you look at the semen under a microscope, depending on the degradation of the semen, you can determine how long ago it was that the rape occurred. For instance, if the sperm is totally intact, it's been within uh, 8, 12, 24 hours. After 24 hours, the tail comes off of the sperm. After longer, the head comes off. So you're looking at degraded sperm. You can tell how long ago in certain cases, the rape occurred. Yes, no. Yes, yes, you can. I want you to take a listen to what I believe may be a very significant clue. Now, agree with Joe Scott Morgan. A significant clue would be, is there DNA? And another question, Joe Scott, what types of experiments and uh, tests have they done on her body? Touch DNA, what type of experiments and tests have they done on her physical body, Joe Scott? Oh, my gosh. There's any number of things. First off, you can look for hair and skin samples. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, think about this, Nancy. Where are you going to look for those on the deceased? Where are you going to look under her fingernails? We'll do what I refer to as throat. nails. Manual yeah, strangulation? In yeah. In her, in her throat. We'll be looking for nail scrapings to see what's underneath those nails. I can uh, probably imagine that since she's a social influencer and the way these people paint up their nails and whatnot, they may have been easily cracked, broken, that sort of thing. You're going to be looking for this sort of thing. And also, as you know, Nancy, uh, I've been present many times when we've actually lifted fingerprints off of bodies uh, by superglue fuming. So they'll Whoa, be looking at all down. of this very carefully. I am yeah. fascinated with the super glue fuming process in a nutshell explain it uh, a very uh, it, it's it, there's not a lot to it and what what occurs is that the body will be placed on the autopsy table and we create uh what looks like a, a clear tent okay of plastic around the body and then a, a tray a little uh, uh container of uh of uh of super glue is actually placed on on a heater. It looks actually like, do you remember the old coffee mug warmers? Uh, we can actually use that and heat up uh, the the uh, the super glue in there. And as the super glue heats up, it, it actually turns in uh, to a fog. It's called fogging. And as it settles back to earth, or as it settles back down, as gravity pulls it down, it comes to rest on the bodies. And then it marries up, the super glue marries up with the oils 
that are deposited, the fatty lipids that are left behind by the fingerprints onto the body. And that fingerprint, literally, Nancy, is locked in. It is amazing. Amazing. With alternative, alternative lighting, what detail you can see. And to you, Troy Slayton, veteran criminal defense attorney, joining me out of L.A., Troy, uh, another issue is this. If somebody she knows has DNA on her or hair or fibers from one of their outfits, it's just let's just imagine one of those uh, plaid lumberjack shirts. Let's just take that, for instance. You can easily match up fiber that may be on her nails, on her body, and her hair to that kind of shirt. Got to be careful. Because just because there is fiber or hair, that may innocently be on her body. It could be. And obviously anyone that would have normal, lawful contact with her uh, may have her DNA or uh, hair, skin, clothing fibers uh, on them. So that might be completely normal. Uh, What I'm... Go ahead. What I'm really interested in and what I would want to see as a criminal defense attorney is a, a full scrubbing of her social media. This is a person who lived their mm-hmm. life online and was with their thousands of followers. That's the type of person who's getting hundreds of messages a day through their uh, Instagram, through their other social media outlets. So I want to know who she was talking with, what kind of messages she was getting, what were the private messages and direct messages that she was getting, because that's what could provide the digital footprint to let us know who was potentially looking at her or after her or threatening her. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. For those of you just joining us, thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. Many, many 
legal eagles across the country have been waiting for the toxicology and cause of death results in the case of a 26-year-old Instagram influencer, Alexis Sharkey. So many clues we're looking at carefully in the wake of that announcement, cause of death, homicide by strangulation. There is one clue, one clue we need to take a look at. Take a listen to Our Cut 8, Houston Police Spokesperson Speaking Out. We are working on surveillance at, at this moment. There's one business that does have some. We, we haven't looked at it yet. We're still gathering information, gathering video. It hasn't been too long, so we're thinking overnight. Video from a business nearby. Straight back out to WDBO lead anchor Ray Caputo. What can you tell me about that video? I understand there's one car in particular they're looking at. Um, yeah, Nancy, I, I, I don't have the information on the video. I'm sorry, but I, I, I do know that there, there is some information coming from her friends, Nancy, that, that she was a very scared woman. There's a lot of details as to why she was scared. You know what? You're absolutely right. Uh, take a listen to our cut 12, our friends at crimeonline.com. And I have no question in the core of my being that there, um, I just know, I mean, there's someone out there that knows what happened. Alexis's mother, Stacy Robineau, spoke with me about the devastating loss, saying at the center of her being, she believes her daughter was murdered. I just, I think they're still trying to piece that together. It, it's... It just feels so disjointed, and and the way she was found, just I I can't I can't wrap my brain around what happened, and so no, I don't have any I don't have any good information at all, which is which is very painful. Actually, I'm glad you played uh, cut number four. You were hearing Steve Campion at KTRK TV 13. Discussing now the funeral of Alexis Sharkey. Straight back out to Ray Caputo. I understand there was actually a skirmish of sorts over control of Alexis's body. Yeah, Nancy, there there was. I mean, it just goes to show you that there's some, some infighting right now. But it was, it was her mother had tried to get her body, I believe, and that there was all kinds of issues with it. You know, and after somebody dies and all the pain that they're dealing with, it's like they can't even get closure because. The story's still ongoing. You know, it's going to be a while before her mom is able to sit down and digest the fact that her daughter's no longer with her because of all this stuff that's happening right now. It's ridiculous. Let's take another stab at it, Jackie. Let's go to our cut 11. This is Steve Campion, KTRK 13. There's two tales emerging this afternoon about Alexis and Tom Sharkey's marriage. Friends who said it was on the rocks, her husband who called it strong, telling me Alexis was his life partner and they were not filing for divorce. We've learned the nature of that marriage is now part of HPD's investigation. Detectives working to learn the truth. Straight out to Jeff Gardier, Dr. Jeff Gardier joining us. He is the professor of behavioral medicine at Turo. Why is it not just in this case, but in every case where a woman goes missing or is found dead, you look at the life partner, boyfriend, live-in, ex-boyfriend, husband first, statistically. Uh, because that is the person that you are uh, having pr uh, most contact with. And when we look at, of course, um, uh, when a woman is murdered, 
that the statistics show that uh, it may be an intimate uh, situation, and that situation uh, has been caused by the partner, the person they are closest to, the person they have uh, conflicts with. We understand police are looking at surveillance video from a particular business along the road where Alexis' body was found. It's a beauty salon. Sources telling us there is one car spotted on that video. Now the question is, who was in the car? Straight out to Joe Scott Morgan, professor of forensics at Jacksonville State University. We also know the body was most likely dumped in the dark of night. How much can they really see on that surveillance video? What do you make of it, Joe Scott? Well, if they can enhance the video to some degree, and there's any number of agencies that can do that, particularly at the federal level, but the Texas Rangers can do that as well, Nancy. You know them very well. What do you mean by enhance? Well, enhance is that they can take uh, that image. Remember, you know, all the CCTV videography that you and I have looked at over the years is so very grainy most of the time. A lot of it's going to be dependent upon the quality of the equipment that this particular store has and how much of a time that they captured that particular image passing before the lens of that camera. If they can freeze that and get it to one of these law enforcement agencies, they can do uh, uh, electronic digital enhancement of the image and they can actually freeze it kind of frame it out, do an outline of it, and there's a database that they can run this thing through and try to capture within a reasonable scientifically uh, scientific likelihood of what model this car might be. Now, going back to what Dr. Jeff said. So you think said, they can at least yeah, get the model? They could probably get at least the model, and if you can pare that down, Dr. Jeff had mentioned something kind of interesting just a few moments ago in the fact that uh, you're going to look at the circle of intimates, and this, this becomes elementary at this point in time. You look at the circle of intimates, what type of vehicles did these individuals draw upon? What did they use on a regular basis? And then if you can correlate that between the image that you catch on the street with these other vehicles that these people in her circle drove, that's going to narrow this thing down a bit. I mean, you think about it like a triangle. You've got to figure out there's the apartment the body less than three miles away and question mark the perp it is someone that felt they had to discard her body dump her body from where it was right immediately and quickly yeah and think about this too nancy remember even you said that this is kind of an isolated area even though it's next to i-10 which is a huge (laughs) huge artery in our country this is kind of an isolated area. We have to begin to think as investigators, well, who in the heck's going to even have knowledge of this area? Who's well, going to know about this? I mean, when you say this? that, I always go back to Shasta and Dylan Groney in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. They, yeah. I mean, if you look at an aerial, it's nothing but green trees. But Absolutely. there's an interstate yeah. and some perv driving down the interstate sees Shasta at an above ground pool from the interstate, goes and lies in wait, takes Shasta and her little brother Dylan, kills the whole rest of the family, also kills Dylan before Shasta is saved. So it does happen where someone's spotted from the interstate. I don't know how likely that is, but you're absolutely right. That that throws a, a monkey wrench into the whole thing. So we've got video of a vehicle. 
major. We've got potential sperm major. We've got potential DNA on her body. Her clothes gone, which tells me a lot about the mind of the killer. Also, take a listen to our cut 14. This is KHOU 11's Janelle Bludow. Alexis met so many of her friends through Monet in her many work trips. I got that nice. That's where she also met Lauren. She's grown to be such a good friend to me. And I just can't believe she's gone. Lauren says before Houston, Alexis once lived in Midland, Odessa, and that's where she met her husband, Tom. She says the two moved to Grand Junction, Colorado for about four months in 2019. And she absolutely loved it and just traveling and being with her friends. You heard that uh, Alexis worked for a company named Manet. At some point, it was alleged Manet was part of a pyramid scheme, and that may have had something to do with Alexis' death. Highly unlikely. Right now, police on the case. We've got a cause of death, a manner of death, but not the killer yet. We wait as justice unfolds. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.